Hi, uh, this is Bill Young, and welcome to Prayer in Lunch Podcast. Today is a very special day in my life, and I hope in yours. It's a day of consecration to Mary. We've been doing this uh, do-it-yourself retreat, 33 days to morning glory, in preparation. <coughs> Excuse me, in preparation for a Marian consecration. It was a little booklet written by Father Michael Gately. We have just completed the 33 days, and today is our consecration to Mary. And I am so excited. I hope uh, everyone has been following along. And uh, so let's begin the day of consecration to Mary. A glorious morning is today before consecration. Congratulations, you made it to the consecration day. Now get ready for a glorious new morning in your spiritual life. Of course, you've been already ready. You've been faithfully preparing this moment for the last 33 days. So here's just three things that I recommend by the final preparation. 1. Make a good confession. But if you don't have time to do that before the consecration, then your heart tell the Lord that you're sorry for your sins and make a resolution to go confession as soon as reasonable can. 2. Write out or print out the prayer of consecration so you can sign it after you've recited it. Get a, a miraculous medal to wear around your neck as a sign of your consecration, or at least keep it in your personal wallet. And again, these three things are recommended, but not essential for the consecration. The prayer of consecration. Okay, you're ready to make your consecration? Now you need the right prayer. You can use either the one that follows, or uh, the one of the saints, or one of the things you write yourself. Whatever is your prayer, I recommend that you recite it after attending Mass or even after receiving Holy Communion, if there's time. If you could get to Mass, you sure can make a consecration. Mass is highly recommended, but not essential. With or without Mass, after you recite the consecration prayer, I suggest you sign it, date it, and keep it in a safe place. When renewing consecration annually, I like to write the prayer of the original copy, then sign it and date it again. Anyway, once again, here's the 33 day morning glory prayer of consecration that summarizes the main idea of our four Marian giants. And it starts I, and you can place your name here, William Young, a repenter, sinner, renewed, ratified today in your hands, O Immaculate Mother. The vows of my baptism, I renounce Satan and resolve to follow Jesus Christ even more closely than before. Mary, I give you my heart. Please set it on fire with love for Jesus. Make it always attentive to his burning thirst for love and for souls. 
Keep my heart in your most pure heart, that I may love Jesus and remember of his body with his own perfect love. Mary, I entrust myself totally to you, my body and my soul, my goods, my interior, my exterior, even the value of all my good actions. Please make of me of all that I am and have, whatever you please with you. Let me fit your instrument in your immaculate and merciful hands for bringing the greatest possible glory to God. If I fall, please lead me back to Jesus. Wash me in the blood and water that flows from his pierced side and help me never to lose my trust in this foundation of love and mercy. With you, O Immaculate Mother, you who always do the will of God, I unite myself to the perfect consecration of Jesus as he offers himself in the spirit to the Father for his life and of the world. Amen. And God bless you all who've just made this consecration. And peace be with you. Now it goes on. After consecration. What comes after our Miriam consecration? Lots of graces and a glorious new morning. But as the morning turns into day, we must begin to wonder how we should live out our consecration. Do we just make it once and then forget about it? No. The following three points help us live to the full renewal and attitude and devotion. Renewal. St. Louis de Montfort recommends that we renew our consecration at least once a year on the same day. Through he will make, encourage us and renew even more frequently. Pope John Paul renewed his consecration to Mary every day and for the daily renewal, we can use the same full format and we recite it and we can use the same consecration day and a shorter version such as one of the following. Mary, my mother, I give myself totally to you as your possession and property. Please make of me all that I am and have, whatever the most pleases you. Let me be a fit instrument in your immaculate and merciful hands. For bringing the greatest glory of God. Another way to renew our even deeper Marian consecration is by making a retreat. Those three days morning glory with a group or groups from your parish. The group retreat which includes a retreat companion accompanied a DVD is a great way to entrust our understanding of a Marian consecration. The group retreat also happens to be the first stage of the evangelizations of faith, formation, and sedative called Hearts of Fire, parish-based programs from the Marian Fathers and Immaculate Conception. To learn more about this group retreat, see information pages at the end of this book. Attitude. How should we live out our consecration? What kind of Marian attitude should we have? This is difficult to explain fully and is very from person to person. Even from our four saints differ in the way expressed it. Still, 
They share the essentials. St. Louis de Montfort says that is not enough to give ourselves a marriage just once and then be on our way. He believes we need to enter the spirit of consecration, which requires an interior dependence on Mary. In other words, he explains that we should do everything with Mary and Mary through Mary and for Mary and do this all in the more perfect with Jesus, in Jesus, through Jesus, and for Jesus. De Montfort's home is especially on with Mary, an idea and described and using the language that St. Maximilian Kobe will later adopt. The essential practice of this devotion is to perform all actions with Mary. We must have a habitual resource to Our Lady, becoming one with her and adopting her attentions. In other words, we must become an instrument in Mary's hands for her to act in us and do whatever she pleases for the greatest glory of her Son through Jesus. For the greatest glory of the Father, in this way, we pursue our interior life and make a spiritual progress only dependence on Mary. While Colby describes his consecration to Mary in a very similar to this creation, the instrument of Mary's hands, he believes that no fixed formulas exist for living the consecration. He thinks Mary herself needs to teach us what it means. I don't know anything either in theory and still in practice. How about one can serve immaculate. She must be the instrument in one of us at every moment that leads us to receive Mary's inspirations and instructions. We need to turn to her through humble prayer, reflect on the loving experience of her intercession in our daily lives. In sum, for Colby we learn the attitude of consecration by relying on Mary's powerful intercessions and experiences, her tender care, speaking from her heart, letting ourselves by her, having resources to her in all things and trusting in her completely. Also, Kobe would say in that consecration, Mary should give us a positive spirit that seeks to inspire others to make consecrations. For as we learned earlier, the Marian consecration is not just the quickest and easiest and the surest way to holiness for you and for everyone. Thus, in most effective ways to bring back the holy world to God, to Christ. For the Blessed Mother Teresa, in living one of the Marian consecration is essential in the attitude of her heart, more specifically in living with and Mary's immaculate heart. This attitude describes in detail in her consecration covenant, which we read earlier. Moreover, the context of her entire consecration is found in a kind of compassion on Jesus, whose thirst for love and for souls. So for Mother Teresa, the attitude of living consecration is one that allows Mary to bring us to the cross of Jesus letting her quest us so that we can hear Jesus. Painful thirst 
and asking her to teach us to console Jesus. The Pope John Paul II finds the core of how we should live our entrustment to Mary in words from the Gospel of John and from the hours that the spite took her own home. John 1927. In other words, he understood the attitude of entrustment and bringing Mary into everything that makes up her own inner life. As Pope of suffering, he also gives a redemptive emphasis on his theory of Miriam entrustment. He does this in a way where he points out that she is the most fully united in Christ and redemptive in consecration to the cross and helps unite ourselves in the same consecration. In other words, Mary helps us offer up our own crosses and she reminds us not to waste our suffering and gives our courage to redemptive of Christ. Of course, this is the subordinate and united to Christ. Subordinate and united to Christ. What we see in all these saints and blessed, it, however it expressed, we should draw close to Mary, loving depending on her, speaking of her from her heart, and, and confidence in the powerful intercessions and share with her own joys and sorrows and sufferings. Having said this, being consecrated to Mary is not based on feelings or even constant mindfulness on Mary as beautiful as mindless is according to St. Maximilian Kolbe. The proper attitude of those who, who consecrate to Mary flows not much from reason, but in the will. And uh, it's necessary, it's not all that necessary, that the thoughts of the Immaculate should occur to one's mind, for the essence of our union with her does not consist through memory or sentiment, but in our will. I continue to say we belong to her even if we are not constantly repeating the consecrating offering of our particular actions to her. Because we consecrate ourselves to her, we have never taken back our consecration. Even when we're not thinking of it, Mary directs us in our actions, preparing all that circumstances and repairs the damage of our falls and leads us lovely towards heaven and through us is pleased to implant good ideas and sentiments and examples in order to save souls and lead them to good Jesus. So while St. Louis de Montfort says we must never go to our, our Lord except through Mary, Colby teaches us to go through her does not always have to be a conscious act. He would surely say that good things are specifically turned to Mary. But it's not necessary to do every time. Within turn to Jesus, he believes that consecrating ourselves to Mary and develop habitual dependence on her, we always go to Jesus through her even if we're not thinking of it. It is like this. Let us say a husband loves his wife and has to leave for a business trip far from home. While he's traveling and meeting with clients and 
feeling out remorse, his wife is still with him in his heart, even if he's not explicitly thinking of her. So is with us when Mary is in our hearts. When we fully consecrated to Mary, when we develop a relationship of a childlike dependence on her motherly care, she is always with us, preparing to pray with just Jesus is always whatever we pray to the Father. The latter point is true. For example, if we don't explicitly turn to Jesus when we say, Our Father, Colby's main idea here is the Father, the Son, and Mary, who is also united with the Holy Spirit, remaining the a culture and creature. Do not live alone parallel lines. Rather, Jesus and Mary and Holy Spirit are always united together in one movement, upward to the Father. And whenever we turn to one of them, we join all of them in our upward movement. In other words, it's not a competition. They don't take away from each other. Rather, they're a force of unity and a work a team through different roles to bring all of them back to the Father. I'd like to emphasize one other point, point before we conclude. While it is true the effect of the Marian consecration holds it even not just thinking about Mary, living in consecration does not require an effort. After all, a deep relationship in communication and work and this definitely applies to our relationship with Mary. The communication part refers to the development of, of a loving dependency on her and turning to her in prayer. We always learn and always about situation, about we learned even more in the next. The work part refers to avoiding sin, which leads us both to Jesus and Mary's hearts. Let us make it clear, to be fully consecrated to Mary does not mean we still won't sin. However, it does mean that we should have a sincere resolution to avoid at least all mortal sins, and that we should truly strive to grow in virtue and holiness. This is such a critical part of Marian consecration, that you should recall the Montfort's begins his prayer of consecration, which renewal our baptism promises to reject Satan and sin and follow Jesus Christ more closely. In the conclusion, we are fully consecrated to Mary, then her works in our lives and arguments over good works and cares us over the loved ones, even when we don't have resources to her. Moreover, with the Holy Spirit, she leads us to Jesus, regardless of whether we're thinking of her. She is the powerful of her motherhood. Such a power, Miriam consecration, because its greatness, this life. We should share all united ourselves with Mary and aim to do everything through her, with her, in her, at least of great attitude. We should make our aim to have an attitude of growing mindfulness of independence of her. Let there be more work in her just trying to be grateful to Mary. For more we belong to her 
and the more we can use us to accomplish God's work, perfect will. And indeed, the more we unite ourselves to Mary, the more we can bring us into the dearest possible intimacy with Jesus. This mystery with herself will teach us a lesson to learn more from the experience of our love and care through studying in the books. Devotion. To help deepen our attitude and loving of dependency on Mary, it's a good idea to practice in Marian devotion, especially those who are the most con connected to Marian consecration. A preeminent among those is the rosary. The rosary is the foster of us attitude that I just described in previous section. When we pray the rosary, our focus should be on the mysteries of the life of Jesus. Yet, the Hail Marys, which are faithfully flowed in the background, foster in the habitual attitude of being with Mary, even as we're going to Jesus. In other words, even if we aren't thinking of the words of each Hail Mary, the words are still there, helping us complete Christ and a full treatment of the rosary to see in the appendix. The other Miriam devotions treat the appendix as a spacular and a miraculous manner. Miriam's devotions are not treated in this appendix, but it deserves to mention a brief description are here, novenas and icons and pilgrimages and feast days. Novenas from the Latin word novem, meaning nine. A novena is typically a nine-day period of prayer to attain special graces or implore particular petitions. Novenas tend to convey a series of urgency. Pray each day for nine days, and prayer can be as simple as a single Hail Mary or elaborated as a litany of Loretto. Sometimes an intention is so urgent that we don't have nine days before to pray. For instance, maybe we just granted a job interview, but it's a schedule for this afternoon. Well, you might try to blessed Mother Teresa's flying novena, whereby one prays nine Miriams in a row. Mother Teresa would offer a prayer of this novena with a big problem or difficulty arises and needed immediate dose of great grace. It's reported that she often experienced a miraculous effect by praying it. Icons. Icons are tasteful images of represent of Jesus and Mary and the angels and the saints. Serve to turn our minds and hearts towards God as they remind us of his presence and the loving intercession of Mary and the angels and saints. In 787, the Second Council of Nagi declared a holy image, including the Samari, are to be used and venerated. When we venerate an image, it's to be a picture or a statue, we're showing a sign of reverence towards that person whom the image represents. In our busy lives, and placing pictures of Mary in our homes and even in our cars can remind us that she's always with us. We can always keep our favorite prayer cards in our pockets or purse. If you like to purchase a prayer card of these images, look in the cover of this book. Pilgrimages. A pilgrimage leads us to the everyday prismatic and distractions of life. A great place for prayer and encounter with the Lord. 
They are Miriam. They are Miriam shrines and pilgrimages de dedication around the U.S. and the world. For exclusive lists, look for our free Miriam app and see at the end of the book. Feast days. Those who are consecrated to Mary should be celebrated her feast day with particular fever and love. According to Pope Benedict the favorite philosophy of Joseph Piper, man should lack would have ability to celebrate a feast in truly festive fashion. He goes on. To celebrate a feast requires everybody now knows that the reality of life in our world be first wholeheartedly accepted and disaccepted then on special occasions to be expressed and live out an exceptional ritual. This is indeed what it means to celebrate a feast. For those who, of us who consecrated to Jesus through Mary is a big part of reality of our life and our world. It's our consecration, our belonging to God through the Mother of God. Therefore, because we wholeheartedly accept this on a special occasion such as a Marian feast, we should express our joy in belonging to Mary as we live it out in our exceptional ways. We should truly celebrate Mary's feast on occasions to express our joys belonging to God through her. For at least the church main Marian feast days. For information about a Marian feast, we should uh, follow the uh, end notes. For explanation of first Saturdays, the devotion of introduction by our Lady of Fatima refers to the end notes. And speaking on Saturdays and Saturday Masses are frequently offered in honor of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And that completes our do-it-yourself retreat, our Miriam consecration. One of the things I want to do for this weekend, if anyone is in the South Florida area or uh, even central part of Florida, it's going to be uh, at the Ava Maria University, a uh, Mary, Mother of the Eucharist, a Miriam Eucharist conference, May 20th to 22nd. So it's kind of late news, but maybe you could try to sign up. I'm going to try to go, get there on Saturday. I have to work Friday. So uh, hopefully I could be there all day Saturday. And they have, it looks like they have some great speakers. And uh, I am very, very looking forward to it. And that's one of the ways that I like to do it is actually going and hearing. And every time I go to some kind of conference, like uh, I went to the men's conference for the Archdiocese of Miami, uh, Few months ago and from that I picked up this 33 morning glory at do yourself retreat book booklet by Father Gately so if it wasn't going to that conference I would pick up the uh, this booklet and I would have never done this this do yourself retreat and consecrate myself to Mary and be honest with you I didn't even know about this retreat I was you know, I could say I'm 63 years old and it's the first time I, I learned of this so there's always a reason and God, uh, uh, even before that, I was uh, wearing a few months earlier, the brown scapula is one of the things you could, should be, could be wearing to Mary, de de dedicating to Mary. And by wearing that, I think it brought me closer to Mary, even without consciously knowing it. 
and uh, end up doing this retreat. So anytime you could go to a conference or a retreat or anything that you could spend time with the Lord at Pilgrims, you will get something out of it. And you'd be amazed what may happen. So please uh, see if you could attend this uh, uh, conference. And may God be with you through Mary and her 